Welcome one, welcome all. You are in the WordPress shop and your wonderful hosts, Adam and Colleen, are here to guide you through answering all of your questions about WordPress. This is a topic that Adam and Colleen both love geeking out about. They are here for it. I'm Colleen LeMasters of Colleen LeMasters Creative, and I specialize in WordPress websites, both design and development. I use thoughtful strategy to create beautifully crafted and optimized websites that are also easy to manage on a day-to-day basis for my clients. Adam Miggetts, located in South Carolina, is a web developer focused on integrating custom functionality to websites. Now let's jump into the episode. How are you? off my game today so i'm trying to get back in the swing of things and i'm and i'm out of coffee filters so i haven't had enough coffee today if you can believe that it's a terrible thing <laughs> uh yeah you need coffee that's, that's <laughs> like not even a thing you need yeah. no it's not it's really not um yeah i'm looking at the cabinet right now and there are literally there's an empty box of coffee filters like i don't even know why i i, I my husband made the coffee last night and he's the last filter so we didn't even throw the box away. If that's not a metaphor for how the last two weeks have been, then I don't know what is. <laughs> you need you need to have a, a a coffee a French press because I make it in French press. That way you can just steep Smart. it. No, uh, oh, no, no we filter. do have one of those. We do have one. Of those. Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm gonna have to steep dig it out. It there you go. Yeah, I'll, that's it. So, how are you? Uh, I am good. Uh, busy. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm working on three things at the same time, and I keep confusing myself. I'm like, all right, stick I to know. one, move on. I know. <laughs> I have such a hard time. I'm bouncing around between things, and I today's like my first kind of day back in the office because we had to fly to the East Coast unexpectedly for some family stuff, so that was a whirlwind. I still haven't gotten to play with my new blocks that I wanted to play with, which is frustrating because I was really all excited to you know mess around with the new block features and like create my own stuff, and then... Here we are, and I, I didn't get very far. So, um, you know what I got interrupted by was, in part, was a client who declined my website insurance, which is fine. You know, I teach people how to fish. I teach them how to update their websites and their plugins and all that stuff um, as part of my package. And uh, they, you know, they're like, yeah, we'll do it ourselves. And I said, that's cool. Just make sure you do it frequently. And, you know, you want to update that code. And then they had someone come in. I may have told you this. They, they had a marketing assistant come in. And because WordPress is so easy to use, <laughs> they installed a bunch of plugins, one of which was like null basically, and they got hacked. So I was cleaning that up because uh, they didn't have any backups. So I had a backup from like a year prior. Uh, So we had to use that for the backup and uh, rebuild from there, which luckily they totally lucked out in that they didn't have a ton of updates since that last year. So, I mean, they got really, really lucky, but uh, we had to go and like get their website off of blacklists and stuff like that because you would go to it and certain malware providers would still stop them and be like, this is a you know blacklisted site, even though the code, the bad malicious code had been removed. I feel like this is the part of cleaning up a hack that no one really talks about. So everyone knows that when you got to, you know, when, when, if your website gets hacked, you have to take, um, obviously you have to, you know, undo the damage. You have to get that, that code off of there. And it's not just a matter of deleting it necessarily because you don't know if there's some weird script that's running in the background, that's putting it back in every time you delete it, it's like whack-a-mole. So 
Um, the best, best case scenario or the best thing to do, I guess, is to run those backups, have a nice, you know, up-to-date backup, uh, fairly recent backup and reinstall the backup to a, a clean version, right? And if you don't have that, then, the, you know, you have to go through and, and clean up the plugin. And at first, because they didn't have the backup and I, to be honest, forgot that I had one from a year ago. So I was like, oh man, we're going to have to like just dig around the code and rebuild the database. And so I'm, I'm looking around, I'm taking the code out and I'm convinced that I have, I got it all because I have looked and the site is, you know, I'm, I'm scanning everything and I've, I've gotten all the malicious code out, right? I took down the plugin. I uh, deleted it off the site, deleted the code that was anyway, thought I had it. And uh, this was one of those weird hacks where it's not obvious all the time. So sometimes you could just load the site fine. Everything would be great. You're browsing. You're good to go. Other times you randomly click on a page and it redirects you to a spammy site. But you don't know. There's no rhyme or reason or, or page or any sort of, you know, like uh, pattern. It's not like it's one specific page that gets clicked and redirects or anything, right? So anyway, I'm convinced I get all the code. Then I find out that they are still getting reports that, um, you know, this is a malicious site and my computer doesn't want me to go to it. So I'm like, what the heck? Well, fast forward through all of that long story to the part that I feel like is overlooked. And that is you, these, these malware or, um, the malware software, you know, like the antivirus stuff, they have a database of sites, which of course they do. I should have known this. I should have realized it. They have a database of sites that they look to and that's kind of how they operate is if you're, you know, like McAfee says that this site is found on one of their database sites, even if it's clean now, they're still going to blacklist it because it's on their database. Like it's already been flagged. And this is the part that I think so many people probably don't realize is if you have to clean up a hacked website, you also have to actively reach out to all of those databases and say, hey, I cleaned up my site. Can you rescan it? And then, you know, give it the green light. And that was the issue that was hanging us up with this particular site was I didn't realize that I needed to go through and reach out to all of those, those, you know, database, antivirus databases and have them rescan it. So anyway, yes, that is what we've, we've been doing. It's fun times over here, fun times, but it's starting to get in the way of my coding, man. <laughs> so let this be a lesson, run your backups, update your plugins. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Adam, did you know about the database of uh, uh, that the antivirus softwares use? I had no idea until I started doing some more Google research. So was that something that was on your radar? Yeah. So, yeah. So basically they keep track of stuff and then, you know, they, they so they can market however they, they market and stuff. But yeah, they have a, they definitely have a, keep, keep a list of, and record of all that, all of that. Um, even, even like email, I mean, right. if you get, if you're marked as spam for email, I mean, you, you really, you have to go through hoops sometimes to say, look, I'm not spam. It was an accident or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I, cause I did know that about email and you would think that I would have been able to put two and two together and be like, well, of course there's, you know, blacklist database somewhere that I need to go and, and, you know rescan. I just, it didn't occur to me. And so, um, but that's also why it's not, you know, like I don't, I don't claim to be a malware specialist as you know, I'm more, I'm more of a preventative 
person. <laughs> I like to do the things so we don't have to go to those, those, uh, those efforts. But um, that's where people like, you know, Sakuri and all those programs make their make their money, but uh, learned something the other day. And it's actually surprisingly, it's not it wasn't super hard to, um, you know, you send them an email or the sometimes they have forms on their website, and you just drop in the domain and um, they rescan. So it's not like it's a hard ask, or it's like, you know, it needs advanced technical know how to get your database or get your website rescanned by these, these databases. So anywho, that was my, my lesson uh, that I learned. And I feel like that's a, a helpful one because you could do all the, the cleanup you want, but if you're still on those databases, it's not going to matter. So remember that should be the final step once you get everything cleaned up is to run those run those through the database and get them rescanned. So, um, but in the meantime, I had hoped to be able to talk about some of the cool block stuff I was doing and in fact have not had time. So uh, I don't know what happened to October, (laughs) Um, but I've closed up taking on projects through the end of the year. So if anyone is emailing me, which I've gotten a couple, um, I've unfortunately had to turn them down and say, listen, I, I can't do anything until the, the new year. So some people are like, cool, let me, you know, let me hit you back in January. And um, some people are like, oh man, I really need this done right away. And I feel terrible because I, I want to be able to help everybody, but I also need some time to keep up with some of the advancements of WordPress because they have 6.4 dropping next week. Is that right? I think it's next week. Yep. So, next week. Yeah. Next week. So one of the things I'm, I'm excited about are some of the new features coming out with 6.4, which is uh, one of them being the, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name for the image. You click the image and it pops up in a light box. It comes up in a light box. There it is. This is why I need more coffee right there. So, um, it, but that's one of the new features in 6.4 is right now when you click on an image, it'll either take you to, you know, just like a, a static file, you know, the image file or what have you, unless you have a plugin to do something fancy. And I love the idea of being able to click on an image and just have the little light box pop up. And if there's other images, you could scan through and do some cool things like that without a plugin. I think that's awesome. So um, other 6.4 news related to images was, Adam, have you heard about they are doing away with the attachment pages? Did you read that? Oh, no, I haven't actually looked at uh, all the different things coming. But the one thing I'm looking forward to is that we're getting a new theme. So. I want yes. to see because apparently they're going to have some more stuff in there, so maybe some more patterns. So I'm just curious to see what uh, what they're going to add. Yeah, I I know um, you are you have good experience with the patterns thus far. You've had some interesting messing around with the patterns, seeing what they can do. So um, I need to play more in that that realm as well. So it sounds like 6.4 will be a big step forward in a lot of the like they're talking about the theme will be made for uh, like. I think they said small business owners and creatives, I think is kind of who they're gearing that one towards. Does that I sound think familiar? Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds about right. So that's why I'm curious to see what, what they mean by that, what, what exactly is going to be included. So we'll see. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. So there's some new features. It's a major, I mean, it's you know, not a... Um, it's not like a new seven series or anything. They're still in the six branch, but you know, 6.4 will be a major release. So I'm excited about some of the new features that are coming through. And uh, I was hoping to even like, dare I say, mess with the, the release candidate mess, you know, version, but I haven't gotten a chance to do that just yet. So in the meantime, I will start messing around with 
you know, just trying to get caught up, number one, but then start messing around with some of the new features uh, as best I can next week when it when it launches. But yeah, they're doing away with the attachment pages, which I never understood the attachment pages anyway. So if you guys aren't familiar, when you upload an image to the media library in WordPress, uh, media is just another custom post type. And right, Adam? So it's, you know, a custom post type that does special things, of course, but the attachment page, it would create these random, uh, well, not random, but it would it would create like a URL for an attachment page. And like, I use Yoast for my SEO plugin. So Yoast would disable those automatically for me. But if you weren't using a plugin that does something like that for you, you have all these search engines that are crawling your image page, like your image links, um, or I guess the URL to your image, because it would be like, if I had, uh, let's say I uploaded my logo, right? And so I upload my logo to the media library and it would create, you know, like clcreative.com slash WP dash content, you know, the big long thing. And then it would have like a URL. I don't know what the, the slug is now that I'm thinking about it out loud, but anyway, it would create a URL and that just was going to the image, but within the context of your theme. So it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't add any value. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything. So I never understood what the purpose of that was um, and why they were still hanging out there. But now new installations of 6.4, so brand new fresh databases will not have uh, the attachment pages, which I think is, is smart because why do you need them? Can you think of any use case where you would need them? <laughs> well, as far as the so the did they so as far as the the URL the re, rewrite of the URL they got rid of or what? No, they just they're I, as far as I know I I need to read the article a little bit deeper, but they're just doing away with the attachment page that is created, and so I I guess in the grand scope of WordPress, I don't know if it's like disabling the single template for that particular post type. You know, so when you create a post type in WordPress out of the box, you have like the archive page, which is essentially like your, you know, your blog archive, right? And it has all the different articles. Well, for the, the media post type, it would have all of your different media. And, you know, here's this picture, here's that picture all in a line. Well, they, they, as far as I know, they would have already disabled the archive. So, you know, it doesn't have an archive, which you can set in your custom post type, um, you know, in the, the parameters. And then, but as far as like disabling, I guess it's the equivalent of disabling the single. So it doesn't create those single page URLs because in theory, if you are creating a blog post, hopefully this makes sense. If you're creating a blog post, you know, obviously you're creating that unique URL with the blog post and apples to apples. If you're creating and uploading a media file, you are creating a single post that is that media file only it's like the attachment and so that url is just kind of hanging out there <clears throat> excuse me but so with that url hanging out there not doing anything because it's just a picture within the context of your your theme uh, it doesn't provide any value so i guess they have either they i i don't know what the terminology would be disabled the single template for the that you know the media post type um, I'll have to look and find out a little bit deeper, but I, I always thought like, what's the purpose of this? No one's ever used it. And why didn't they get rid of it sooner? But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they're finally kind of going through stuff that they're like, you know what? People aren't using this, especially with, uh, 
you know, changing the, the structure and different things, how they used to do it. And now, especially when they, they inter introduced the full site editor is really kind of changing the game of everything. Because if you, you know, only use the WP blocks and, and site editor, you really, you don't really need to have, you know, multiple themes unless a certain theme has a certain functionality that you, that comes with it. Um, you can take whatever theme, go into the full site editor and change anything, you know, create your own, you know, template pages, create your own, whatever it is right from there. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be very interesting, but yeah, I, uh, I well, like, you the, know, like the changes so far. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, if you've had your WordPress installation for a really long time, which I, I had a, my current WordPress was started and my current site was started in 2007. So uh, I used to have, and I still have in there because I never, I should go and clean my database, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I still have a post type called links. And that used to be an offering of WordPress out of the box in the early days. And because you have to remember WordPress, of course, started as a blogging software, right? And so you would have, if anyone remembers the early days of blogging, you always had like a blog role or it was like other blogs that you read and you would recommend to your friends. So it wasn't necessarily just like, linking in an individual post like oh here's this cool article i read you know you could do that too but in the sidebar a lot of the blogs like the old school blogs used to have like oh here's my little circle of blogs that i read and you guys would all provide like backlinks to each other and so um the links was an easy it was a custom post type it was an easy way to create your blog role well they at some point i don't know when at some point they did away with that and um that wasn't something that they found because WordPress really exploded outside of the blogging. Like it wasn't just used as a blogging software anymore. And so they were like, well, this doesn't really make sense for people. Plus they can add links in sidebars and they can do it in other ways. So they found a better way to incorporate that sort of thing. So they did away with that custom post type altogether, not just like, you know, the way that, um, with the, obviously they can't get rid of media and stuff like that, but um, you don't need the individual URL of the media attachment any longer. So it's nice to see that they are making those improvements and seeing how, and, you know, looking at how people are using WordPress and then um, making appropriate changes and updates and stuff like that. So um, really quick, because I don't know if you read WP Tavern, Adam, but that's one of my, my go-to WordPress publications. And it was uh, on October 27th. So just a couple days ago, they had talked about the upcoming 6.4 release uh, disabling the attachment pages on those new installations. And so the way that they say is that um, the way that they describe it, which I think is much more eloquent than than I was doing, was that um, every, you know, they say that up until now, WordPress automatically created attachment pages when users upload a file through the media upload system. And it has been treated as a special post type that holds information about the file and each attachment is accessible under its own URL. So that image would have alt text. It would have the title and the you know description, things like that. And so a lot of SEO plugins redirect those attachment pages and they, you know, because they don't have any significant purpose. And so um, it sounds like the creator of Yoast, uh, the SEO plugin Yoast, was heavily involved in some of that um, development. And so he was uh, talking about how he's like, you know, the vast majority of sites, they don't add these attachment pages, don't add anything valuable to the, the site. And so they do, in some instances, get indexed by search engines, which is not great. So it makes sense that they're getting rid of those, those types of things, um, which is awesome. So 
I'm just excited about some of the new new developments. But not just that, um, but like you know the user the you know everyday user stuff. Sure, there's going to be you know development upgrades and things like that that'll be awesome, and Adam and I can geek out over those. But there's also going to be I think some really cool, um, you know, like the way that you can use blocks as people get more and more comfortable with patterns and all those types of things. So um, I'm excited about about some of that because as I don't know if um, if I'd mentioned this, I know Adam, you and I have talked about it, but one of the things that's on my to do, like you know, you have those to do lists that are just like kind of like they're not pipe dreams because they're they're like realistic like if i sat down and actually started doing things on my to-do list but it's like oh when i have time i'm going to do this or when i have time i'm going to do that one of the things on my when i have time list is uh to create a block a custom block for wineries because i have a lot of winery clients and it would make my life easier and so but i want like that that custom block that says like, oh, you know, here's the technical details of the wine. And then it makes it really easy for the end user, not someone who has to have like heavy technical know-how, but they can put in the, you know, alcohol percentage of the wine. They can put in the total acidity of the wine. And like, these are all technical things that are known within an industry um, that, you know, these, my end users, a lot of my winery clients need to be able to put in and have them show up on the front end in a really nice and uh, expected way without having to go heavily into the layouts and stuff like that. So the more I can uh, lean on some of these custom blocks and stuff like that, I think the better, better the result will be for the end user, for the customer and the, the client. So I'm excited to mess around with that when I have time. I keep saying that, but that's also why I'm not taking on any new projects because I do want to do some of this stuff. Like I've been working on an accessibility checklist and, you know, like something that would show up on every blog or every post or, you know, whatever page. And it says like, did you check that all the images you used have alt tag? text did you check this did you check that and it's like a little checkbox it doesn't do anything on the front end other than remind the end user who may not readily think of these things to make sure that they're doing because a lot of my clients want to be able to maintain their websites themselves and i want them to like i want to want them to feel empowered and i don't want them to feel like it's overwhelming if it is something that they want to do now if they don't want to do it they're like i have a better use for my time doing other things cool, I can definitely do that. But I want them to feel like they can. And sometimes um, even the best, you know, the best knowledgeable clients will still forget like an alt text on an image or something like that. And so I feel like if they had that checklist because it's muscle memory, then, you know, eventually they may not need the plugin, but at the same time, they can start getting in the habit of checking those things uh, that will help make sure that their website is accessible because, um, at the end of the day, like there's those overlays, like accessibility and user way, which, you know, they definitely have some benefits. Uh, but if you can do that stuff manually and not have to rely as heavily on some of those, like I like to look at those, those overlays as safety nets. So if I forget something, they have me covered. But at the same time, I would rather put in the alt text myself. I know exactly what that image is. I don't want to have to rely on you know, AI or whatever to try and generate something that might be close, but, you know, maybe it doesn't have the right keywords that I want in it or something like that. So um, those are all the things on my when I have time list. So hopefully I will get to those before 2024. 
but we'll see. It's only two months left in that. So wish me luck. <laughs> Adam, what are some of the things you have on your, uh, when I have time list? <laughs> to the, yeah, that's uh that's a huge list. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm the same way, but I, I'm kind of like, all right, let's see. I can now, but see now with the whole blocks, I'm actually, I've been going through and converting a lot of things that I've done for clients and things from short codes over to blocks when I can. Um, obviously if it's, you know, not, you know, if it's easier to still just put a short code, if it's just going to, you know, create a value or whatever, then, then leave it. But if it's, um, something that's having to do with layouts or, or something else that, that would be, you know, make it a cool block, then I'm actually converting it to blocks because, I just, you know, I'm just loving the the blocks where you can actually actually create your own custom blocks and create your own dy dynamic blocks, render it however you want. So, I'm I've been having fun with that, trying to convert everything. Very nice. That actually reminds me too. One of the things, and I haven't figured out the best um, best way to, I don't know, make this streamlined. I guess, but so. You know that when you create a custom post type, you know how there's like the archive template, right? Because you do need that, um, you know, you do need the archive, obviously, that has like the list of posts. And you can put, you know, however many number of posts you want on that archive. Most times you'll need it, not, not always. But anyway, as an example, um, the archive page is not a template that you can readily update without going into the code at currently in its in its ex existence right now. So I've kind of been trying to mess with the query loop a little bit. And again, I started and then got interrupted. So I haven't fully fleshed out this idea, but I would love to see a way to integrate um, an archive, but in the context of a WordPress page, you know what I'm saying? So you could have other things like sections on that on a single page that you are creating within WordPress, not in like template, but in like the, you know, pages of WordPress. And one of the sections could be the archive essentially, or that query loop that is the archive. But I need to figure out how to, how to customize that for custom post types. And Adam helped me do something similar for a client who had as a real world example, because that's how my brain works best, is that we had a team members post type. Adam, remember you helped me do the team members within the context of the larger page. And we did it as a short code because the query loop wasn't quite doing the job for us. But I think with some of the improvements that WordPress has made, I could possibly go back and figure out a way to revamp that. So it would be easier for the end user to say like, oh, well, you know, I want to stick this, you know, my last five um, events or I want my my latest because that's that's where I got hung up. So I thought about doing something similar for another client with events, but events, the out of the box solution for the query loop. Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the only ways that you can list these um, list your your latest or, you know, whatever the the parameters are they're kind of rigid. So you can do like posts from a certain category, or you can do a certain post type, or you can do like post A to Z, like the title of the post, post it, you know, A to Z or Z to A um, alphabetically, or, you know, Z to A, inverse alphabetical, I guess that would be, but, um, or you can do oldest to newest, newest to oldest, but that's it. Like those are the only, only options for listing, you know, how those posts show up. And in the case of events, you want your five most 
you know, like upcoming, which the start date of an event is a piece of metadata. So I would love to see, and this is, I think, Adam, what you and I were last talking about when I got sidetracked. I was going to try and figure out how to do, how to take that query loop block and extend it so that you could have the option as an end user to say, hey, sort on this meta key as oldest to use. The meta key being, you know, something that they could they could pop in there that says like you know start underscore date that's the meta key and so then it sorts that because that's a parameter that you can do in a query loop like if you're coding it but not within the query loop block as of yet and so i would love to see wordpress do something like that i don't know if that's an option well with with blocks you can do so two two things you can either because they have something when you create a block you can create a what's called a variation which is basically creates your own block but it's a variation on an existing one so if you do a variation on a query loop that means now you can actually add uh, when you create your own block or variation block you can add your own attributes that you need so if you want to query by certain you know metadata or whatever uh, you can do that. Um, and if it's still not quite what you need, then you can actually go and create your own custom block and then do it yourself. So, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, you have to kind of see what, what limitations you're running into or whatever. If you, if the variation block doesn't work, then just do a custom block and then do it however you want. Cause you can actually render it back instead of rendering it through like the JavaScript code, uh, based on the in the block, you can actually you know have it render from PHP, which is going to go back and do a query loop that's uh, you know custom to wherever whatever you put in. So you know whatever you put in based on the block or however you want to structure it. So yeah, a lot of options. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I could sneak a bite of today's my son's birthday, and we made pancakes this morning, and I thought I could sneak a bite of pancakes. I didn't have breakfast. <laughs> Pancakes, um, very nice. Right? Yeah. So, um, but what I was going to say is I didn't realize about the variations until I started talking to you and we were like kind of doing this spitballing of here's here's ultimately what I wanted to do. What's the best way to go about this? And so you were telling me about these variations and I started going down the rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And then life happened and I haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet. So, but I'm, I'm super excited to mess around with the variations because I think that would be awesome. Um, and I think that it, the more you can lean on, I mean, it kind of goes back to my, my sentiments on um, theme builders and stuff like that. The more you can rely on the WordPress core and the out of the box functionality, the better I think and the leaner your site will be because you're not using extra plugins to do all that stuff. And that's, you know, kind of how I feel, obviously, about Elementor and stuff like that. So, anywho. Or, or, yeah, you can either limit the plugins you're using, but also you're in kind of control of what plugins, you know, whether you, you know, know where you're going to go to get someone to code a plugin for you, or you're going to do it yourself. You actually know what your, your, uh, all your custom stuff you're putting in. Right. So, you know, everything you do is like, okay, this is what it does. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I love out of. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, to your point, I, I mean, you know where it's coming from, and so you know that it's being maintained, which is hugely important. Right. I mean, one, even just one, when they went to this full site editor, uh, I think out of, and so he had, you know, uh, um, not full site editor, uh, what am I trying to say? Like the customizer? 
themes no yeah themes that are block themes oh right so okay. instead of the traditional or they call them classic themes with the customizer so when they when they introduced uh and now you know they have the the block themes that are you know tied into the site editor and things you know all by default they turn so by default they actually make all of the th so in other words if you look at the uh you know the actual code of what it, what the document gets rendered when you go to the web page and then so like you see like you know oh style sheet style sheet style sheet and it has all these you know all the blocks or whatever necessary it's going to you know uh render as that and sometimes it can slow things up or uh and so when you do it in inline it makes it a little bit quicker and out of the box on custom or block themes they do the inline uh css which is awesome yeah that is awesome i didn't realize that so that's cool see i mean there's all these new like I know that everyone's like, oh, WordPress is really, it, it's really hard to learn. And I totally understand that there, there is a learning curve, especially if this is not, you know, it's easy for me to say I'm dealing in it all day. But um, I, I just, I really like the direction that they're headed because I think that they are trying to make it easier for, now that they are seeing the way that WordPress is being used, they're trying to make it easier for users to do things better and easier and more efficiently, which that's my, that's my big thing. Like if you really want to like, like twist the knife with me, like do something super inefficiently and <laughs> just like that drives me insane. And it's all I can do not to be like, that's a waste of my time. I can do it faster and better. <laughs> and it sounds awful when I say it out loud, but it drives me insane to just be like, and that's, that's why a lot of times I take on projects that I take on, um, you know, stuff that may or may not be in my wheelhouse as far as like my target client and this and that, because I'm just like, I want to help my clients, whoever they are. And I'm like, well, I can do that. We can do that much faster, much, much quicker in, in WordPress. And you can get more of the money because oftentimes it's like outside, you know, services for like processing and stuff like that or e-commerce. And I'm like, what? They're taking how much of your money? That's crazy. We'll do that for free in WordPress and you only have to pay the credit card fee. So <laughs> that's my, my big thing though, is like I, as much as we can improve websites to be more efficient, um, make better use of the person, you know, of the time of the person managing it, I am all for it. And I have a hard time not, um, I have a hard time saying no to people who come to me for help because I want to help them be more efficient with their website. So anyway, that is, that's my big thing. And it's not just, I mean, that goes beyond websites. I'm like, well, how can, like, even if I'm, you know, going to put laundry away, I'm like, all right, well, how can I group my laundry? So it's more efficient when I put it away. So I have to make less trips. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but there you go. There, there's a peek, a peek inside Adam. <laughs> Well, and, he, and sometimes I go, being a developer, and you, you can relate to this probably too, I go too far. Like, I'm like, all right, I, I, can make, I can make it this more, I can make it more efficient by doing this, but do we even have to have this? Oh, do I need to have to have this? I'm like, okay, Adam, hold on. Now, what are you doing? Are you, like, not even going to use WordPress? And you're just going to go back. I'm like, focus on what you're doing. <laughs> so you can go, know, you know, so too true. much of like, you know, <laughs> like it's true. You know, too much control. So yeah. Right. So I have to remember that that is, you know, we're trying to balance the client's budget, the client's time, like what makes the most sense? Is it cheaper? Cause sometimes it is 
it is cheaper to rather than custom code an option it you know get a plugin that is actively maintained and well known and maybe it's free or maybe it's you know like 20 Except bucks for an annual comments. license i know i no, know i know, I know. <laughs> Adam and I have a love-hate relationship with WooCommerce, which I heard is rebranding to just Woo, which is funny to me because I, I feel like Woo is, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it just feels weird. So, woohoo. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, no, not woohoo. It's just Woo. <laughs> I know. It just sounds funny to me. So, but yeah, that is another, like, if I had my wish list of, of things for WordPress, it would be to, like, make it easier And this is a little bit more advanced, like when I think about the end user being able to do things, but there are certain plugins, WooCommerce, and other ones that I've come across in my time that they will load all of the scripts on pages where the plugin isn't already in use. So for example, let's say that you have a blog page or, you know, just a blog post, just a single blog post. And it's loading all of the, you know, WooCommerce scripts or whatever the, you know, other plugin is. And I do wish they had a way out of the box without having to like have specialty code put in by someone like Adam or myself that's like dequeuing the scripts on those pages. And because there are ways to do that. You're like, this page doesn't need WooCommerce scripts running. It's not like I'm not selling anything directly here, but you know. I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't gone down that rabbit hole, but it is extra load time. If you're not using it and it's loading it, that's silly. So, yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine. That it's like you load a you look at a page and it's like, why is everything loading on here that's not even necessary for the page because nothing's using it. Uh, a friend of mine uses. I haven't really played with this. I don't know how efficient it is, but he uses. Uh, is it perform? Perform matters. Perform, I, don't, I forget. I have to look it up. Anyway, but it's supposedly it's a plugin that it uh, allows you to kind of customize and turn off different things. Now I don't know if it's for the whole entire site or page by page. Um, my thing is, I go in and if I try to do, if I have to make a custom plugin or whatever, I try to actually go by page by page and allow to say, okay, no, turn the, you know, I don't need, you know, turn these on or off for certain pages so that. Uh, you know, you're not turning off by the site. I mean, if this if the entire site needs it, then then leave it, let it let it load. But other than that, I would rather just you know, if a page needs it, fine, load it. So otherwise, you know, turn it off. Yeah, no, I think page by page makes the most sense because you know, if you don't need it on, if, what am I trying to say? If you if you need it on every page, fine, that makes sense. But if you don't need it on, like, if it's not available on a page by page and you're not needing it, like, why do you have the plugin? You know what I mean? Like, we should get rid of the plugin altogether, but a page by page would, would make good sense. So, huh, food for thought on that one. If that's a already available plugin, that would be great. And that's, you know, sometimes that is the way that, many times that's what, uh, not just WordPress, but other companies will be, you know, they'll see what other people are doing. They'll be like, oh, let me fold that into my feature of my core, you know, offering. So maybe that would be something in in the future for WordPress to to incorporate in theirs, or even even you know other plugins or themes if they if you know are the developers of them if I see that they have you know their options you know they have an option page or, or options page or settings page or whatever that has that you know or you know hey turn this on and off for certain sections or whatever I love that because I'm like yes somebody's you know developers actually you know uh, 
thinking ahead, so to speak. So, Well, that's what originally got me started thinking about this sort of thing was that um, I had used a couple of times I've had instances uh, where clients have like a members only site and I was playing around with, um, I think it's called ultimate member plugin and they have their own, I mean, granted it's a plugin in and of itself. Um, and so it's like an add on or an extension, I guess, but, uh, it is like a, a conditionally load, you know, ultimate member scripts or something like that. And you install it and it will only load on pages that are needed. So you can go and customize that a little bit. So it's almost like, uh, an extra plugin that adds that options page. So at least, you know, that they're, they're thinking about things. Now, if you're using their plugin for like a, a total all members only site and you would have to have that, you know, there is no quote unquote free content, then obviously you probably wouldn't need something like that because you're going to need those, those scripts to fire all the time. But I think it's great for those sites that only have certain bits of content or certain pages or certain, you know, whatever available uh, to members only and the rest is, is public. So uh, that's what kind of got me thinking about, the conditionally loading scripts and stuff. And then I started, cause you know how I love gravity forms. Well, gravity forms has a lot of scripts too, but I also use gravity form pretty extensively. And so it doesn't necessarily make sense to do away with some of the scripts because like I have a form in my, I think it's in my footer maybe, or on like the sidebar of most of my pages. But you know, a lot of my clients will have a, a newsletter sign up in their footer. And so it's on every single page. Right. And I always run, because I like gravity forms and the, their, you know, integration with different email providers. I always run email newsletter signups through gravity forms and then use the API connection to send them to whether it be MailChimp or constant contact or what have you. So in that case, gravity forms is, is running on every single page via the footer. So the conditional scripts doesn't, doesn't do much for me. <laughs> but see, in that case though, you need it. Cause again, you're loading, you know, you're using their form on that on every page. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but there are, you know, arguments to be made because that's one of the big things is with Google is like site speed and how quickly your page is going to load. And then, you know, of course the content is, is it what the, the user is looking for? So, um, yeah. Well, and, and there's the, ba- I mean, site speed of course is good, but there's a balance if it depends on the page. So if you, if you don't have outside of like a home page or something that you want to be fast, you know, you might want to have more functionality and that, you know, it works and everything's, you know, perfect, works the way the user is supposed to, you know, uh, navigate through the page. And if you run, you know, a a site speed, site speed, uh, you know, uh, against that page and they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is so slow. I wouldn't pay too much attention on that because, you know, you're the function, you know, I would, in my case, or in my thinking is that the functionality in that case would far outweigh the speed. So, I mean, unless it's, unless it, you know, it takes 10 seconds or something, it's ridiculous to load a page and obviously yes, fix it. But if just within a few seconds, I wouldn't, I would just leave it because the functionality is more important. If the users are happy and they can navigate right. nicely, do it, you know, then, then keep it. The way yeah, it's supposed to. no, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, it is everything. I feel like everything is when you are running a website, everything is a balance. Um, it's a balance of time versus money. It's a balance of site speed versus functionality. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always just trying to find that right balance. And then once you find that sweet spot, man, it's really rewarding. <laughs> 
Yeah, because if you like, I have a friend who's he does a lot of marketing, a lot of SEO, and so he's always trying to you know find the greatest you know keywords and get you know, you know, there's there's SEO is you know entirely you know a whole world of stuff where you can just keep tweaking it until you know get it right and get it perfect and beat your competitors, the whole thing. Um, and then of course that goes along with you know site speed, but you can you know pull your hair out trying to get it perfect when really you know what it's not going to be perfect, and you have to realize kind of step back a little bit and say, what is the focus on, you know, what pages, you know, what is the end result of what I'm trying to do? And then go, go with that. Right. Well, and it's like those myself included. So, you know, not throwing any shade here, but like the, anyone who wants that 100 on the Google, you know, the page insights, like who doesn't want that 100, that green a 100 on, on page insights, you know, but then you get a 99 and you're getting the conversions you need and you're making sales and everything's going great. It's like, are you really going to pull your hair out over that one point of not getting the hundred? You know, So you kind of got to find that balance there as well. You're right. We hope to see you next week. In the meantime, Adam, any, any parting thoughts before we shut down? Uh, I think just our usual, I'm going to just say, make sure you back up your site. <laughs> oh, so true. For those of you that missed the, the beginning of our discussion, uh, I received a, a phone call from a client who assured me that they were going to run the updates of their plugins themselves. And I taught them how and fast forward a year later and, Oh, things got in the way and they forgot. And then all of a sudden they got hacked. So this is what Adam's talking about. Run your backups, update your plugins. It will make your life so much easier. It is uh, what's the old saying, Adam, about, you know, a, a penny in prevention is worth a pound and I don't know there's something about a penny and a pound there is but I can't I don't remember the whole full uh I know I know so uh just remember to to take a little bit of time run a backup if you guys don't know uh if you don't have a good backup plugin I recommend updraft it's a free plugin in the repository run those backups and then go ahead and update your plugins one by one so you can know that everything is running smoothly and that all of your vulnerabilities are patched so Excellent parting words for you, from you, Adam. Good call. <laughs> yes, that's uh, people always forget that. Or what they do is that a lot of times that they'll assume that things are getting backed up, but they they it's not. So at least check to see, you know, make sure your backups are indeed running when the last time it was. If you look and it's like, oh, it runs it backed up every day, and you look, and you're like, well, my backup it says last time backed up was a year ago. It's like, ooh, so obviously. Yeah. That is the truth. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I love Updraft because it will save it in Dropbox, Google Drive, if that's your your pleasure. Pick your pick your FTP space or your, your cloud space and run those backups. So um, on that note, we hope to see everybody next Wednesday. Again, bring any WordPress website related questions. Hopefully Adam and I can help you out. And thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. We want to thank you for coming and spending time out of your day here with us in the WordPress shop. Okay, that concludes this episode. Our hosts will return with another topic in the next episode. Bye-bye, everyone.